You're Rick fucking Dalton. Don't you forget it. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. You talking to me? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. I believe whatever doesn't kill you simply makes you stranger. All right, welcome in to episode nine of Inglorious Podcasters. Nolan Luca and Sam Alessandro here right off the bat. Um, we're going to break the news. Je- well, not really break the news, but Jeff Bridges has lymphoma. So we just want to say thoughts and prayers are with him. And we hope he recovers because I think we're both big Jeff Bridges fans. At least I am, Sam. I don't know if you are. Sure. Yeah. Um, he's definitely one of the most uh, likable actors, for sure. Um, obviously, he's, he's, you know, he's the dude. So Yeah. Yeah, he's the dude. Like, that's it, all you really need to know. So, yeah, thoughts and prayers are with him right now. Yeah. I really enjoyed him in things like True Grit. He was really good in Crazy Heart, and of course, he was the dude in Big Lebowski. Yeah, I always forget he was in uh, the first Iron Man too. God, he was in the first Iron Man, wasn't he? Yeah, he was the bad guy in that movie, the first Marvel villain. Yeah, Obadiah Stane, I think, is his last name. Jeez, you remember his name? I couldn't even do that. Yeah. I could not even do that. Well. Um, we told you we would review the new Star Wars or the prequel Star Wars films, and that's exactly what we're gonna do. That's exactly uh, what we're gonna do. Now, Sam is does not like the prequels. No, they have well, aged. Let, let me just say, there's one. You can probably guess which one. There's one that I really like. Oh, Episode Three. Yeah. Now we'll I used to I used to hate Episode Two, and then upon rewatch. Um, I didn't think it was too bad. They have aged pretty well for me. I will say they have aged pretty well, considering what we've just been handed. Mm. Come on. Mm. Come on. Mm. I don't know, man. I don't the know Rise of Skywalker that. was terrible. I don't know about that. All right. Well, we will get into discussions. We'll first talk about uh, movie news. Well, first, have you watched anything anything cool lately besides Hubie Halloween for the fifth time? <laughs> yeah, I've been actually just watching that. That's all I could think about when – no, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, I mean, I, I had to watch the prequels, so uh, – I mean, it, it took some time, but uh, um, really that's, that's about it. That's really all I've had time to watch. Oh, I did watch uh, Dunkirk the other night. Um, saw that saw which, that on your letterbox yeah yeah uh, I, I really really like that movie I've I've grown to respect it more and more over time yeah um, it's a good good piece of film right there yeah. good picture good picture good picture good picture yeah so um, so we both watched the prequels um, I watched Lights Out the other night from 2016 uh, it was okay wasn't what I was hoping it to be, but I've been watching Twin Peaks from the '90s, the David Lynch TV show. Oh, nice! Dude, I'm I'm really into it. I'm really into it. I'm so pumped to go watch it. 
Nice. So that's all I've been watching lately um, besides the prequels, and I'm ready to get into the prequels. And I don't think they're horrible, but I don't think they're good either. Even the third one, I think, is very, very overrated. Very overrated. That's, mm-hmm. that's, my, that's just my opinion. All right. Should, should we get into movie news to start things off? We shall. All right. Well, let's do it. So it looks like Jake Gyllenhaal is partnering up with Denis Villeneuve once again. And I think we're both super excited about that. I know Sam definitely is. We both love uh, Prisoners and Enemy. And this is going to be an HBO miniseries called The Sun. Uh, Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy will be producing. So this is this is actually pretty big because um, Denis has just been on a grind lately. Uh, last year it was, or no, two years ago it was Blade Runner. Before that, it was Arrival. Before that, it was Sicario. Sicario, and then Sicario. Uh, Prisoners and uh, Enemy came out the same year. Yeah, um, this is actually the longest uh, like drought we've gone uh, without Villeneuve uh, movie in a while. Yeah, and then next year we're getting uh, part two. Uh, well, actually, no, we're not because it got moved back. We're getting part two of uh, why, uh, Dune. I blank, blanked on the name there. Getting part two of Dune in two years. And so he's just been on a grind. And then he's going to be making this miniseries with Jake Gyllenhaal. So he's got a lot of content coming out that I'm very much excited for. I think he, you're pretty excited for it too. Yeah, I mean, anything that Jake Gyllenhaal does, I think is watchable. Um, and at the very least, you'll enjoy his performance in it. So, and, you know, again, both the movies that he's done with uh, Denis to this point has been outstanding. I, I've really enjoyed both movies. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, and, yeah, I mean, we, we don't know much about it quite yet, but... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just excited. Um, it, it does interest me that it's, uh, it's going to be a show. I wasn't really expecting that. Um, I wasn't either. I think everyone was expecting a movie. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's definitely uh, got my curiosity. Yeah, it's, it's got my curiosity too. And I think with HBO, with their given track record of great shows that they produce, and then given Denis Villeneuve, who was probably the best director of the past decade, I don't think that there – well, and Jake Gyllenhaal, who is a very underrated actor. I don't think that you can go wrong here. So I think this is going to be something that we're both going to love. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, uh, another big piece of, of news was uh, there were some rumors swarming around about a possible multiverse with the Spider-Mans. Oh, yeah. uh, Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, and Tom Holland could all potentially be in a Spider-Man film. So I think everyone would love the sound of that. Mm-hmm. And um, the reason why they could get Sam Raimi is because, or the reason why they could get Tobey Maguire is Sam Raimi will be directing this film. And so it, it could be huge to get Tobey Maguire. I don't think getting Andrew Garfield will be that hard, but getting Tobey Maguire might be. Yeah. Um, well, um, what's his name? Uh, Sam Raimi, he's doing the uh, Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, uh, yep. 
John John Watts, I think, is still going to come back um, for uh, for Spider Man Three. Um, certainly, I, I definitely think that it won't take much for Garfield. He's been pretty open about um, how passionate he was for the character of Spider Man and just how disappointing it was. You know, just you know, not not giving the fans a, and the the Spider-Man story that he wanted to tell because I actually think he was a really good Spider-Man and he was a I really so too. Parker too. Um I actually I mean all things considered, I think if he had an actual good script, you could argue he was probably the best one. I actually think Andrew Garfield might be the best acting talent out of the three, um, for sure. Um, especially well, Tom Holland did do pretty good in Devil all the time. I'll give him that. Yeah, but you know, Andrew Garfield, I think, has a better track record. I mean, you yeah. have, and Tobey Maguire ain't no scrub either. But no, yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, I mean, Garfield, he has already such an impressive resume. With uh, he's he's obviously incredible in the social network. Um, that's what really jump started uh, his fame, um, and I think he was amazing in Hacksaw Ridge and in Silence. Yes, good. So many people forget about Silence. So, like, I mean, just I mean, if you watch just those three movies alone, like you know that the guy can act, and um, he's been doing a lot more like smaller films lately. So I think it'd be interesting to see him kind of go like the Robert Pattinson round, go back to making bigger films. Yeah, I would be definitely down for that. I think he's he's such a great actor. Tom Holland just proved himself in uh, Devil yeah. All the Time that he he's not here to, to just play one role. He can act, He has an acting range. And then Andrew Garfield, or uh, Tobey Maguire, as we said, ain't no scrub. I definitely uh, am curious. I'm curious what they're going to do with... Uh, now, Grant, I, if it were my opinion, if I were Tom Hardy, I would not do any more Venom movies, but, you know, maybe he really likes the character. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see what they do with Venom, because I think the best way to use Venom is to have Spider-Man in the movie. So, yeah. um, and I know that there's also been rumors of a potential, like, uh, Sinister Six. Um, I saw that with uh like michael keaton tom hardy and like they already have a lot of the villains already um i still want to see more gyllenhaal again um for obvious reasons great actor and such an interesting character um i did see a post that was interesting it was i'm and they were basically questioning is it the right time for the multiverse? Like part of the part, part of the discussion that I thought was so interesting that this, this guy brought up, um, I, I don't remember who it was, but uh, was just how much more interesting it would be to see how Peter Parker would, would deal with, you know, being basically the public enemy, enemy, you know, number one, um, you know, because of the way, uh, the last Spider-Man movie ended, revealed his identity, and it looks like he actually killed 
Um, God, I, I'm forgetting his name. Oh, but Mysterio? Mysterio. Um, yeah, it made it look like he actually killed Mysterio, which obviously we know he didn't. But, um, you know, with with characters like J. Jonah uh, Jameson, uh, you know, trying to paint this picture that he's a murderer, I want to see how Spider-Man does, like, deals with that and, you know, maybe potentially, um, may, maybe, like, potentially, you know, get uh, stopping, you know, becoming Spider-Man. Um, I think that's interesting. I think it's a lot more interesting. The best superhero movies are when the hero has everything basically, like, turned on its side and everything goes bad for the hero. Um yeah. For example, The Dark Knight. Um, you know, Batman Begins builds up the character, and it's it's a good movie. But The Dark Knight is good. It is so good because it it basically just destroys it. It puts the character in uh, such extreme situations that most like most people wouldn't see like heroes dealing with. It's the same thing with uh, Avengers Endgame. That's why it was so intriguing. Was it was really the first time they had lost. And it was, it, at the very least, you can say what you want about that movie, but at the very least, it is, one, one of the best parts is seeing how the these heroes deal with, with loss. And I know in, uh, in Far From Home, it kind of deals with that a little bit, but I think they could even take an, another level in the next one, because I think that was one of the strongest parts of the movie was uh, Spider-Man trying to deal with the loss of uh, Tony Stark. Yeah, I really did like that aspect in Far From Home with him kind of grieving. Um, I'm definitely really excited for Sinister Six. And what do you think about a multiverse? Do you think it's time? Because I think it could could be time because I know people are saying there's superhero fatigue. There could be superhero fatigue with this. And we all thought that with Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, and that made me want to watch even more superhero movies. So I just, I don't know. See, so this is my problem. It feels really rushed, um, almost. And I want them to be be careful with this. You know, I don't want them... It, it feels like a move that DC might make. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like yeah, I, I don't want them to rush into this. Part of the reason why the Avengers and, and all those movies worked was it took time and DC was trying to catch up. I feel like, you know, you, you gotta be, you gotta be careful a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. You know, and maybe I'm, I, I hope I'm wrong, but I just think that it's, it would, it's a more interesting story to me uh, seeing um, maybe like building up to the Spider-Verse up until um, the Doctor Strange movie. I think after that, they should do it. Um, yeah, yeah, that would be good. But uh, yeah, I, I just don't know. Um, I don't know um, Yeah, wh- what they're going to do. Um, it's definitely, definitely one of the more... Um, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I think what you were trying to say is it's definitely ambitious of them to do, and it, it's 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 very very exciting. I want to see this put to to 
it's a live action film and i think i think this could really well spider-man is everyone's like a lot of people's favorite superhero from marvel um now granted thor has become bigger iron man has become bigger hulk black widow all of them ant-man guardians of the galaxy they've all become bigger but spider-man is always been the big yeah spider-man has always been the biggest one he's always been the most famous one from marvel so i think they what they're really trying to cash in on is everybody loves spider-man everybody wants to see spider-man films and if you can get the other two actual spider-men that were in films that we grew up with as kids hell yeah i'm all for it hell yeah i'm all for it that would be so that i'm thinking about it right now that would be so cool that would be awesome so i think i think i'm pretty excited for it um and i definitely would like it to to be here yeah Yeah. all right so should we move on to um what do you think is well we're talking trilogies today we're gonna talk trilogies um so with the prequel trilogy, even on the next episode, we're going to talk the original trilogy. And then in the episode after that, we're going to talk about the sequel trilogy as well as uh, the Mandalorian. So Sam, what is the greatest trilogy of all time for you? What do you think is? Um, man. I know it's tough for you. I know you're tied between two. Yeah, I mean... I I've already I've said multiple times on on this pod my admiration for the Dark Knight trilogy, but oh really? I thought it was gonna be Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. But it's not. It's it. That's not it. Um, it's oh, man. That, that's it's so hard. Um, I'm yeah, I'm gonna have to roll with. Uh, I'll roll with uh, Star Wars, the original trilogy. Just really? Because, okay. Yeah, I think it completely changed uh, film, just just movie history in general. Mm-hmm. Um, film pop and, culture history. Yeah, pop culture. I mean, they're still making movies to this day about it. Like, And it's the biggest property, um, you know, in the film industry. And, yeah. yeah. You know... We talk One of the most iconic things ever, I think. Yeah. And, you know, everyone knows what made a force people. Everyone knows who Darth Vader is. Everyone knows who Yoda is. My mom hadn't even ever seen a Star Wars movie, and she knew who those characters were. Yeah. Her first, the first one she saw was episode seven. But she still knew. She still knew the characters. Like, it. it's just that. That's how like important it is in, in, in culture, like you said. Um, obviously, I think in recent years, um, Marvel has definitely upped its game in terms of relevance and culture, but I still think Star Wars is keen. I think the Mandalorian showed that. Um, in terms of the original trilogy, I mean, the first one, like just, it changed uh, science fiction. Um, it was so unique. Um, and you, you got to learn so much about this random, you know, just unique universe of different creatures and interesting characters and one of the best villains of all time. And, you know, arguably the 
probably the best science fiction movie of all time is in this trilogy, in The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. One of the best movies of all time, without a doubt. Um, you know, that that movie is, like, that movie is, it, it will forever be, like, like, some movies just don't age well, you know? And that movie, like, some people would say, you know, oh, some of the action scenes, like, at the end of episode uh, four, A New Hope, or, you know, just the original Star Wars, if you're, if you're, uh, if you want to get technical, but, uh, like, they, they say that, you know, those, those action scenes are a little dated. You can tell, like, you know, they had a sm- smaller budget and, you know, it, it was a movie from the seventies, but yeah. in, in, uh, Empire Strikes Back, I mean, obviously, you know, it's not perfect, but it's really freaking good for, for, uh, for an eighties movie. Um, I, I think it's, yeah, I, I honestly I, think, I think it is perfect. I don't think there's anything wrong with the action of that. Movie. No, no. And then, uh, Episode six, um, you know, I, I have problems with it. You know, it's not the perfect film, um, but it's a really good conclusion to uh, what was definitely the most impactful trilogy um, of all time. I also really wanted to say the Dollars trilogy as well. That that movie, oh. that's, like th- that, I mean, the first two are not like amazing, but the good, the bad, and the ugly is just that good. It's so amazing, dude. It's so amazing. That's one of my favorite films of all time. All right, I, now the for my for my trilogy that I think you might know this already, Sam, but I'm gonna go Lord of the Rings. Yeah, um, that that was uh, that was a close one for me too. It, need, yeah, like I need anyway, re- I need to rewatch them. Dude, it, the, I rewatched them over when we were quarantined, and they are they're they're amazing. Um, Substance wise, I mean, I think they're they're phenomenal. Um, they the the only thing with me is they just don't have a lot of rewatchability to them because they're just such long films. But they're so it's it's so good and so entertaining that I they all of these films are so good. I. A lot of people like uh, the second one the best. I like the third or the first one the best. Those are the two better ones, in my opinion. It, it's hard for me to choose between the first and the second one, but my favorite one is definitely the third one, no doubt. The third is just, it's so well done. It's so well done. Yeah. I, it, dude, honestly, I watch those, those movies. Actually, I do watch them about like once a year, that trilogy. I want to watch them uh, during uh, Christmas break for sure. Yeah, that's that's when I usually do it. But I did it over quarantine, and I watch all the Hobbits too. That, those are, those are that, dude, that that's another thing um, with the uh, with with the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Like again, practical effects look great. Mm-hmm. The CGI in in the Hobbit already is outdated. Already, yeah. it's bad. It's, yeah, it's 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 sad. That's it's I just practical. wish more people would do practical and just learn about why practical looks so oh, good. Just, just you wait till what I say about uh, the prequels. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you want to get into that? Sure. 
Sure, let's All do right. it. All right, so Star Wars, the, the prequels. Okay, so it started in 99 and then ended in 2006, was it? I think it was 2005. 2005, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it starts Ewan McGregor. Um, Natalie Portman, and those are the only memorable names from the, No, I'm Aiden kidding. Christensen. Aiden Christensen, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Probably one of the funniest things you've ever said about Samuel L. Jackson is how he told George Lucas he wanted a purple lightsaber and he just gave it to him. Like, yeah, sure, oh, yeah. here you go. You just you yeah. can have it if you want. Um who else is I gotta look up now. I gotta look it up. Oh, even Liam Neeson's in this trilogy yeah. too. Liam Neeson, um, Kira Knightley is in it. Really? Yeah, she's the uh, she's like the stand-in for Padme. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Um, who else? I know more than this. Um, uh, who, wh- who's Palpatine? It's Ian. Ian McDermott. McDermott. Yeah. Um, That's honestly it for like big names yeah i mean i'm looking it over and that's that's really only it so, so scores for the first three yeah so i've got let me look um you go ahead and give your score first and give you give your uh thoughts on it because i've okay. got um i've got a score but it's all right so the first one gets a 25 out of 100 Jesus. And then, no, a twenty-five. And then the second one, uh, Attack of the Clones, gets a forty-three out of a hundred. Okay, I kind of get that. And then Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith gets a seventy-seven. Okay. Um, and um, I will explain after you give yours. Oh my God. Okay. So I, I, okay. So for star Wars, the phantom menace. Um, okay. Star Wars, the phantom menace. I am going to give this a probably a 60. I'd give it a 60 out of 100. Um, for attack of the clones, I'd give it a, 61 i would give that and then uh revenge of the sith that that would get a 70 out of 100 um as you can tell they've they've aged decently well for me um but they still do have problems i i do what i really respect i think what did it for me what made me respect the trilogy so much more is its constant flow throughout it they have it although it doesn't line up with the original trilogy lucas still tried to plan it out from the beginning to the end compared to the sequel trilogy where they just said we just need to get star wars films out we'll make our money back it doesn't matter lucas at least wanted to try and add a story from beginning middle and end now although that didn't look too great he at least tried so i at least give him respect for that i commend him for that and the prequels have gained a little bit of uh respect over the years i think it has to it, i think it really just has to do with the sequels and just how poorly they were received and how little disney cared about the property but that's starting to change with the mandalorian and the clone wars 
So we'll, we'll see how this continues to go. Um, but for me, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. The sequel trilogy, that's a different story because the Rise of Skywalker just pissed me off so much. I don't hate The Last Jedi. I don't hate um, The Force Awakens, but The Rise of Skywalker just showed, man, these these guys went in there without caring. And with this, Lucas wanted to still make Star Wars films great, and he wanted to you know, it's his baby. He wants to make it as best as he can. And although it didn't receive great reviews, at least he tried to give a coherent story, unlike this sequel trilogy. So, Sam, you, you can go ahead and give more of your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I definitely see where you're coming from, um, for sure. Um, maybe I am being a little too harsh. Um, I think. No, you're not, to be honest. You, have, you can easily have that opinion. 25 might be a little mean, but I just, I can't get past, like, nothing happens in, in episode one. Nothing happens in The Phantom Menace, except for they, they fight uh, Darth Maul at the end, and it's cool. Like, that, that's, yeah. that's, that's really it. The CGI is terrible. Um, we have Star Wars politics for, like, half the movie. I didn't want that. Um, the CGI just doesn't age well. Jar Jar Binks, I mean, annoying. Every everyone knows. I, I don't even really care at this point. Everyone knows. <laughs> everyone hates Jar Jar, so like, there's no yeah. reason to say it, uh, say anything more. I I just don't know what he was, what Lucas was thinking there. The thing that I can't get behind is who was the main character in Episode One. It's not quite. I remember you, you you told me this. Yeah. It's not quite. You don't think it's you don't think it's quite gone? No. No, he's not in it. He's not in like d- decent chunks of the movie. Obi-Wan. It's not Anakin. It's not Obi-Wan. It's not Anakin. Who is it? No one. No one is there's no main character in the movie. Yeah, you're if I had to pick anybody like if I had to choose a main character, it would probably be Qui-Gon. Yeah, that that I could see that, but even then, like he's he's more of like the Obi Wan role, if anything. He's not really, you know, we don't really learn anything about him except for he's a cool Jedi Master. That's he's really dope it. As hell. And they killed him off. It's like, okay, then what really is the purpose of having him here? Like, yeah, and Qui Gon's awesome. Um, the acting in this movie terrible, terrible, horrible. Is so bad. I mean, really, in all three, um, it's the writing it, is horrible too. I just, I, I just, I don't know what 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 happened. Um, I think Lucas. I mean, it, it was. I guess uh, Spielberg was offered to direct one of the prequels. I think it was the Phantom Menace, but he didn't want to, you know, have that pressure. Uh, upon him so it was all on Lucas's shoulders um I definitely think one one of the cool things though I will say about the prequels is I I love the worlds I love like the atmosphere of it like 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 just like the planet concepts um I don't think that having CGI backgrounds on every single set is the way to go um you know, because it just doesn't feel like Star Wars to me. 
um it feels like just like the like uh like like a video game almost um yeah you could almost say episode two is worse than episode one because i think that's when the writing really hit rock bottom for for george lucas i mean what truthfully one of the funniest scenes in movie history for me is at the very beginning of the movie when uh they when they kill when they kill that the fake uh padme the one of the pilots or whatever is like well I guess we're out of danger and then they just they blow up mm-hmm. like not even two seconds later I, yeah. I remember watching that last year with uh thomas and andrew and i I hadn't seen the prequels in like eight years. So it, it had been a long ass time and especially for episode two. And I, I started laughing so hard when that scene happened. It, it was so bad. It's so cliched. Yeah. And I mean, just like Hayden Christensen was horribly miscast as Anakin. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Leonardo DiCaprio made the right decision to not play Anakin in uh, episode two and three. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, he probably could have made the dialogue at least semi-good, knowing how yeah. good Leo is, but he probably just took one... He probably honestly looked at the that, that first page and was like, the hell is this? Yeah, probably. His agent was like, "Yeah, don't do this. Yeah, don't do this. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's, it's, it's the Scorsese it, movies. Yeah, definitely stick with the Scorsese movie for sure. But I mean, yeah, uh, I think the acting here is is horrible. Um, what was the kid um, who played Anakin? Jake Lloyd. Yeah, I feel bad for that kid because oh he, no, he, I feel bad for the actors. It's not their fault. I just don't oh, know. Oh yeah, Lucas." hired them it's like dude you're you're setting them up for failure with bad writing and they can't act like that's it's not yeah. gonna not gonna work out no i i wasn't like saying that you were bagging on them i i i just i felt bad for that kid because such hardcore star wars fans bullied that kid so much yeah. to a point where he he hated star wars he destroyed all of his star wars toys he didn't want to look at star Wars because he had such a horrible, horrible experience with the fans. And it just, it it makes me sad because star Wars is something that we all have loved. And because someone didn't have something go, because something didn't go someone's way, they're going to take all their anger out. Now, while we did not like Rose in episodes uh, eight, uh, the last Jedi, I think it was very bad for people to comment on her Instagram and oh yeah, that she was horrible. That's that shit is just that that's not right, and that's not what makes Star Wars great. You gotta you gotta respect these people for loving Star Wars so much. They're they're willing. To, they're they're getting the chance of a lifetime, and they're gonna do whatever they can to do it. Yes, neither of them were good in the film, but that doesn't mean that we should bully them off social media or bully them to a point where they destroy their Star Wars toys. It's just. It just sucks because now yeah. this this trilogy wasn't. It's not great by any means. It's not, but it just it just sucks to see how toxic like the Star Wars fandom has oh. become. But oh. I'm still gonna support it no matter what. It's my favorite movie series of all time. Even 
I know I said that that the trilogy of Lord of the Rings is, I think that's the best. My favorite would be Star Wars. Like that, that's always going to be my favorite. But if this shit's going on, it doesn't make the conversation fun at all because everyone just shits on it. I mean, look at what they, they're doing with the Mandalorian. Everyone loves that show. Look how great the, 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 the comments have come from that. Look how we all come together to want to watch a new trailer for the Mandalorian. That's what makes star Wars great. That's what we should be striving for. And it's just, it it would just make things so much more fun, so much more fun. Yeah. Yeah. And even like, remember, um, I mean, for the most part, the reception for the force awakens was great and it, it was awesome. I, I miss those times. I miss the, the hype of like, do, do you remember watching those force awakens trailers? Like yes. liter- literal chills every time. I got goosebumps. Like it, and I mean, see, that's still to this day. Seeing my first Star Wars movie uh, in a movie theater, uh, Force Awakens, on opening night was the best movie theater experience. And I, I definitely agree with you on the fan base. I think it is way too toxic. Um, and it's Absolutely. had this reputation for years, ever since the Phantom Menace. Um, I mean, you know, even before Rose, they they did it to Daisy Ridley, who played uh, Ray. Um, That's right, they did do it to her. I forgot about that. Uh, you know, it and it just blows my mind. It's like, I mean, I get it. It's one thing to, it's one thing to be frustrated at a movie, like. But you have to realize, like, this is just a movie. I know I'm just as passionate about Star Wars as a lot of these people, but you don't need, like, the actors are not the ones to blame here. They're just trying to do their job. They yeah. they didn't, for the most part, they didn't write the lines. Um, you know, but it, it it's just, it's such a messy situation. And like you said, I am glad um, that so many good things, I think, in the last year, year and a half has come out of Star Wars, like the Clone Wars, like the Mandalorian, um, even like in, in video game setting, um, Star Wars Battlefront 2 made a comeback um, uh, that really helped unite fans. And then um, Jedi Fallen Order was another Jedi good one. Order was was awesome. Um, obviously took a step back with uh, the rise of Skywalker, but yeah. you know, I think for the most part, it's been, it's been, it's gotten better. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think, you know, like the reason why I, we have such strong reactions and we always talk about these movies is because of uh, what the movies um, have meant, like, just like to everyone in terms of like just movie going experience, you know, like our parents, you know, grew up on star Wars. We grew up on star Wars. Our kids are probably going to grow up on star Wars. It's, you know, a series that, you know, has spanned through generations. So obviously you're going to have a lot more uh, fans and that will, mean that there's going to be more, you know, jerk fans, but, uh, you know, going back to the movies, um, you know, it's, I think episode three is the strongest because it's, 
I think it's the one, it's, it's the story that we actually wanted to see, which was the fall of Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. We didn't, we saw really no signs of it in episode one. We saw like a couple instances in episode two where he uh, co- goes back to kill the, kill the Tuscan Raiders, I think, um, yep. for, uh, for killing uh, his, his mother. Um, and that's where we get the, the, uh, not, not so great, uh, acting scene. Um, women and the children too. Yeah. It's, that is honestly though. We also get the sand line too. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's probably the weirdest scene in the movie was like, just like that whole, like Anakin being like stuck there. Um, it's such a weird sequence. It's, and it's so weird because you think about like this 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 girl Padme, you know, she's technically speaking in Star Wars world, she's significantly older than Anakin. Yeah, she is. She uh, is. about this. Um, yeah, a little, little sketchy. Yeah, a little sketchy indeed. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean it's. I, I I don't know it. I I I really like the prequels for what they what they've done like for me in my childhood. Um, but looking at looking back on now, they're just not they're just not great. I will say this about the prequels: great Lego Star Wars games. Oh, absolutely fantastic! That was that's why I liked the prequels as a kid. And honestly, probably the best part about the prequels is I think this was uh, George Lucas as best um, in terms of soundtracks. Or, oh my gosh, not George John Lucas. Williams. John Williams, my bad. Yeah. He, Duel of the Fates is probably one of the most iconic from that. Duel of the Fates. Um, and the Star uh, Wars theme, of course. But Yeah, the Star Wars theme. Um, I mean... I have like half of the half of the playlist on my on my Spotify playlist. Um, uh, probably probably everyone's favorite is the Duel of the Fates. I love uh, the song that they play uh, during. I think it's Anakin's betrayal when uh, Order sixty six happens. Yeah, that is great, dude. That is really good. Yeah. Um, that that scene, Order sixty six, is one of the saddest scenes um, in in Star Wars. And I remember as a kid, I would always wish that, like, I, I'd always think that something different would happen. Like, yeah, I always, me too, like, me too. Like, oh yes, Mace Windu's gonna kill Palpatine. Let's go! And then every time, for some reason, he didn't. That that bitch Anakin, freaking. <laughs> I had to ruin everything. Mace Windu was my favorite character. Mace Windu was badass. He was the coolest one. Yeah. He, dude, he, he just, he was wrecking Palpatine. Yeah. He and, was and he had one bad. lightsaber, too. Yeah. Yeah. If he would have had two, he could have blocked that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All he needed was one more, and he would have blocked it. If only. If only. But, wow. uh, yeah, there's a there's a lot to like from this trilogy. 
um, for sure. Even There's also though, a lot to dislike too. Yeah, yeah. Even even though like I I gave it like a bad score, like I I still find the movies very watchable. Um, except for I, I really have a hard time watching episode one. I, really, I don't blame you. I really have a hard. You can watch the last like like the Battle of Geonosis on in episode two. Um, you have to probably fast forward the weird like love scene and whatnot. Um, yeah, yeah. But like the gladiator fight like style was was awesome. Um, I think there were definitely really cool concepts um, in this in this trilogy. And like you said, the, these movies definitely have I think developed a cult following almost. And I feel mm-hmm. like it would be it would benefit. One of Disney's greatest mistakes, I think, so far is how they really haven't acknowledged the prequels that much in the uh, in the stuff that they've created, except for the Clone Wars. And that's probably been the best thing that they've that's probably been the most well received, uh, aside from the Mandalorian. I think if they went more because there's so many more characters that you can and so many more stories that you can use. I think, you know, one of their biggest mistakes was trying to, you know, tell more stories about a book that was already written uh, with characters like Luke and Leia and Han. I think it, it would have benefited them more if they would have, if they would acknowledge the prequels a little bit more. Because I still think that there's a lot of uh, good things that come out of it. Um, I agree. Probably one last thing, one of the cringiest things. I mean, James Earl Jones makes it sound all right because he has the best voice ever, but the cliche no at the end of episode three is like, like, why? Like, I, I don't get why they, like, why Lucas thought it was a good idea for the actor to explain everything that they were feeling. Like, like yelling no or I hate you. Yeah. It's poor. It's just poor writing. It's just poor writing. That's, that's what it is. Don't need to, you you don't need to do that. You don't need to. Sometimes, sometimes sending a message, like you don't have to say anything at all. And Lucas, Lucas did not get that hint. Yeah. But anyways, that is our review on the trilogy, the prequel trilogy. We'll be back with the sequel trilogy. I feel we'll have some good discussion there. Um, We've seen those films about a thousand times each. And I've actually seen uh, episode five in theaters, which was such an awesome experience. So, uh, yeah. So we'll come back with uh, episodes four through six. And we're very excited to watch them. Hey, you got anything else, Sam? Nope. Not at all. Not at all. All right. Well, from my from Sam Alessandro and myself, this is Inglorious Podcasters, and we will see you guys next time. Thank you, dear, to you.